Well, there you are. Welcome. Come on in. For those of you who are new, I am Dan Parr, your Bible reading friend, and today we are in Matthew chapter 24. Go ahead and get your Bible and turn there now. And if you're new, what we do is I'll read one chapter of the Bible, you follow along and see what parts you're drawn to or stick out the most to you. And of course, this changes as you read and reread passages of Scripture because God is active and alive and uses His Word to speak to us and guide us for whatever situation we may find ourselves in. Now, after reading the Word, I'll let you know what captured my attention this time. I'm reading from the easy-to-understand-and-read Bible, and full disclosure, this is one that I crafted and have on Amazon, so I think it's pretty awesome. But, of course, I'm not biased at all. (laughs) But it is awesome. All right, let's ask God to bless this reading now. Father, we want to hear from you. Speak to us through your Word now, we pray. Amen. Matthew 24. Jesus left the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the various temple buildings. He told them, Do you see all of these things? Most definitely, I tell you, they will be destroyed. There will not be one stone left here on top of another. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately, asking, Tell us, when will these things happen? What is the sign of your coming at the end of the age? Jesus answered them, Be careful that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but don't be troubled, for all these things must happen, but the end won't come yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, plagues, and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are the beginning of birth pains. They will oppress and will kill you. You will be hated by all of the nations for my name's sake. Then many will stumble, and betray, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and will mislead many. Because sin will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will first be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, which Daniel the prophet spoke about, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the person who is on the rooftop not go down to take out the things that are in their house. Let the one who is in the field not return home to get their clothes. But what agony will be for those who are pregnant and to nursing mothers in those days? Pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on a Sabbath, for then there will be great suffering such as never before seen since the beginning of the world until now and never will be seen again. Unless those days had been shortened, no one would have been saved. But for the sake of the chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Then if any man tells you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up, and they will show great signs and wonders to mislead many people, if possible, even the chosen ones. Look, I have told you beforehand. So if they tell you, Look, he is in the wilderness, don't go out. Or, Look, he is inside the inner rooms, don't believe it. Just like lightning flashes from the east and is seen even in the west, it will be like that at the coming of the Son of Man. For wherever there is a carcass, that is where the vultures gather together. But immediately after suffering on those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not shine, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Then all people of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a loud sound from a trumpet, and they will gather together his chosen ones from all over the world, from one end of the sky to the other. 
Now, from the fig tree, learn this parable. When its branch has become tender and produces its leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, know that he is near, even at the door. Most definitely, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have occurred. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But no one knows of the day and hour, not even the angels of heaven. Only my Father knows. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, getting married and engaged, until the day that Noah entered into the boat. And they didn't know until the flood came and took them all away. So it will be when the Son of Man comes. There will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. So be prepared, because you don't know when your Lord will come. But know this, that if the master of the house had known the time of night when the thief was coming, he would have been prepared and would have not allowed his house to be broken into. In the same way, be ready. For at a time that you don't expect, the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and wise servant that his master has put in charge over his other servants to give them their food at the right time? Blessed is the servant who his master finds doing what he is supposed to do when he returns. Most definitely I tell you that he will put him in charge of all that he has. But if that servant should say in his heart, My master is delaying his return and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he doesn't expect it and at a time when he doesn't know it and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. That is where the weeping and grinding of teeth will be. So this is one of the go-to chapters people have when they start thinking about end times and when Jesus is going to return and take his followers to be with him to heaven. Now, I thought it was interesting that right at the start of this chapter, the disciples were pointing out the temple and buildings and how impressive they were, but Jesus wasn't impressed. You kind of think he would be. I mean, here's something that's made to glorify God, right? But he wasn't impressed by these temporary buildings that are made for God. And that's what they are, temporary. And he knows that a lot of the people who were there, their hearts were far from God. And he immediately goes into how there's going to be false Christs or gods to follow. So I think the message is pay attention to what people are saying. Content is key, not style, not popularity, not how impressive something looks. And then he goes on to give us signs that the end is coming. Famines, false prophets, wars, love of people growing cold. Now, every generation before us has looked around them and said, oh yeah, he's describing the world we live in right now. And you know what? Every generation was right. That is how it was then. And it is now. And it's getting worse with each generation. So we're supposed to be picking up on the fact that Jesus' return could happen at any time. And when he returns, it's not going to be a secret. You're not going to have to have someone tell you where he is or give you the info on it. No, it's going to be obvious and unmistakable, but he warns us it's going to happen when we don't expect it. Everything is going to be going on like normal. Then it happens just on a regular day, a get up, go to work, paying your bills, hanging out with your friends, thinking about tomorrow type of day. So what's the message for us there? Well, one, Jesus is coming back. We don't know when, but it's closer now than it ever has been before. So two, be ready. He's telling us it's going to be worse for those who don't know him. There's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth, just complete and total despair. But how can we be ready? Well, live your life for Christ. Uh, Make sure that he is Lord of your life. Be doing the things he instructs us to do in the Bible. Let him guide you and direct your path. 
seeking him to know what to do, reading his word and listening to for his voice, he'll tell you. And also, we're supposed to be sharing the info that he's coming back with others. Uh, one of the things that he left us to do is to spread the message. He has equipped you to do so. He doesn't give us a task and then leave us on our own. He has given you talent, interests, and abilities that you can use for him. Just go to him and seek how he wants to use you. It's about relationship. He'll tell you. Now, you may not get an answer right away or be successful with the first thing you try, but we're not running in a sprint. This is a marathon, and he's going to be our guide and our coach to prepare us if we let him. All right, let's pray. Well, Lord, we don't know when you'll return, but we want to be ready. Prepare us and help us to share the news with others so that they can be prepared too. We're grateful that you've told us all these things in advance so that we can be looking, waiting, and ready. Now, supernaturally equip us to take your message to everyone on earth. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is no small task, but everything is possible with Christ. So until we meet again, may God bless you, keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you, I pray. Thanks for reading with me today. God bless.